0: Hello, welcome to the Roman League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, the offseason is in full effect. After a week's long search, the commanders have a new OC in Eric Biennium. If you, I think if you asked fans, he would have been the dream choice, even as far as fetched as the team back then. The former Chiefs' offensive coordinator should be a huge upgrade over Scott Turner, and hopefully will help get this offense back to relevance. Siemens had a top 10 offense since 2016, when they were led by Kirk Cousins, Pierre Gasson, Deshaun Jackson, Jameson Crowder, Jordan Reed, uh, guys um, on those 2016 prominent offense. So hopefully EB can help them get back to that. Love we'll to get you on this new edition. so let's get started. All right, Eric Manamy has been the Chiefs Officer coordinator for five years. Um, he's been with Kansas City over 10 years. He's been there with um, when Andy Reed got there in 2013. Um, obviously, it's highly publicized. He hasn't got a head coaching opportunity did sixteen interviews over the last three or four how many years it's been. Um, there's reports he's a bad interviewer, and obviously sometimes that's just the way it goes. Um, he's never called plays. That's obviously something that could have been a strike against him. But obviously there's been other guys that hasn't called plays either. Um Zach Taylor didn't call plays for so the Rams before he got the Bengals job. Um just won a name uh, Matt LaFleur didn't um, call it p- plays before he got the Packers job. Um, so, I mean, it, it is something that it's re- kind of silly, obviously, um, with Eric Mian me being yeah, African-American, you know, that's kind of the biggest elephant in the room. That obviously everyone says that's the reason he hasn't got the job. So, you know, it's, it is it is kind of crazy that a guy like that, who's had so much success with the Chiefs, um, hasn't got an opportunity um, to get in a coaching position. Um, But, obviously, it's been an important season hard on his players. LeSean McCoy, the former Chiefs running back, um, basically – ruined i mean it kind of just uh teared eric biennemi a new one saying that he was you know kind of a hard ass and you know hard on him and uh, it, i don't think eric biennemi is for everyone it seems like he definitely doesn't let doesn't hold his tongue much and will tell you how he's feeling um no matter who you are um and obviously that can get on some players nerves especially when you know, these are grown men you, know, you can get away with that in college and high school but you know in the nfl these guys are making more than you and obviously they're on a bigger level than most of these coaches so a, a lot of guys don't take a liking to it but um you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. Adrian Peterson, loved him. And yeah, Adrian Peterson loved kind of that hard coaching, tough love. And he wouldn't say bad, can say bad work about him, apparently. So, and then Logan Polson, um I, I heard say on another podcast that when he, he was at UCLA in college, Eric Bieniemy was the running back's coach back then. And he said he's never seen someone basically treat someone like that or um, coach someone that hard. So, obviously, he's always been hard on his players going back to his coaching days 20 years ago. So, that's just kind of the way AB is. Um, I don't know. How it's going to translate over here, um, and Patrick Mahomes obviously had really, really beautiful comments about him as well. But there's been video of them arguing on the sideline as well. So, obviously, as a guy, every enemy is going to tell you how he feels. He doesn't care who you are. If he's yelling at you know the best quarterback in the game right now, he's going to definitely yell at Sam Howe or whoever he is in this commander offense. So, um, maybe he's not everyone's cup of tea, maybe that's why he's in a head coaching position among other reasons. But he is a guy that um, I think Washington fans and the Commanders organization is very, very lucky and hopefully happy to have. Um, I, I I think, having said all of his success with Kansas City, we obviously know Kansas City is led by um, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Uh, this is going to sound like it's against enemy, but I don't think anyone, um, I think even Miami wasn't there, the Chiefs still would have won two Super Bowls over the last five years and been a three. Like Again, that sounds like I'm saying Miami didn't do anything, but I think when you have a talented player as Patrick Mahomes And you have Andy Reid who's going to the Hall of Fame Now that he's won two Super Bowls and has had a great coaching career it, Those two are the reasons Kansas City's had so much success So um, I, I'm not saying BNME didn't help them And you know make an impact on Mahomes and that Chiefs offense But let's be honest, it's been led by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid um, They've had good talent, Tyreek Hill Before he was traded to Miami this year Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Fame tight end. Um, they've had McCall Hardman. They had Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Um, Isaiah Pacheco was a revelation for them in the seventh round. They've had Clyde edwards Hilaire, a good offensive line. Um, so it, it, a lot of, you City is he's just team building and having really the most talented quarterback of all time, in my opinion, in Patrick Mahomes. So the um, enemy, obviously, I know has learned a lot under Andy Reid, I would assume, and hopefully he can bring that over to Washington. You know, Andy Reid's one of the greatest offensive minds over the last 20, 30 years in the, in the NFL. Um, you would got to think that's rubbed off. On the enemy and hopefully, he can you know bring that success over to Washington. He signed a two year deal, uh, as, as in addition to being the officer corner, he's now the assistant head coach for Washington. Um, hell of a move by Ron. It shows how Ron wants to win, knows he has the win. Because this definitely is a could he could have hired a successor, uh, with a new owner more than likely coming in. Rivera could be on the hot seat, more than likely is on the hot seat. He, he could be fired, and they could remit enemy if enemy has a good year. In the office is a good year, so it really shows the kind of guy that Ron is that he just wants to win. You know, a lot of guys in that situation wouldn't hire someone like that when they know it's a really threat to their position. Um, so, um, kudos to Ron and the Washington organization waiting to get their guy, and you know, Ron not having an ego to go after a guy like Bianami. But uh, Ron used to work for Reed, I'm sure Andy Reed had a lot of you know, nice and um glowing things to say about enemy so that probably didn't hurt um but hopefully ron and see martin mayhew or martin herney didn't really um push on behind what they said at the end of the year press conference they want to run two to one i think the enemy should be able to do whatever he wants it seemed like he's going to have his own staff that reports haven't come out yet um but hopefully he has seen his own quarterback coach receiver coach running back coach or line coach and there's going to be no holdovers unless behind cool with it um the enemy is a former running back but obviously andy Reid's a passing you know coach so I, mean, I just see the way the enemy approaches this offense with Washington. Uh, but obviously, hopefully it's, it's all him and not you know, really going to be Ron or anyone else in his ear. I think it still means obviously Sam Hill is going to be the quarterback here for Washington going into a second year. The fifth round pick from a year ago had a really nice start his last uh, last game of season against Dallas. I think Sam has some potential. Uh, i talked about that on previous podcasts. Obviously, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. No one ever is. But how is someone that? I think Eric can get a lot out of. Um, he has a hell of an arm. He's mobile. Um, I think this is going to be the best possible, hopefully, progression for uh, um, Sam Howe. Uh, they, they shouldn't put a lot on him just because, you know, obviously, he's going to be a second-year quarterback for only one start. So it's really going to be like a rookie season next year, barring them bringing in someone else to compete with him or, you know, I guess start over him. I don't know who those guys are going to be. Obviously, there's no shoe in that Heineke's coming back now. this is going to be a whole new offensive staff. They can go over, go after a guy like Jacoby Brissett. Um, there's, there's really no Chiefs backups that they can bring in. Um, Chatany is retiring, plus he's super old. So I, I don't know anyone that really has too many ties with me and me. That at least I can think of off the top of my head. But I'm um, a big guy like Jacoby Brissett coming in, or a guy like Baker Mayfield. Obviously, Heineke could still be in consideration too. So. I think Sam Howell is the clear-cut starter going into the OTAs, um, and off-season program. But obviously, let's see what they do. Um, again, I think hopefully this is someone that they can build with and grow with. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good opportunity for Sam to, you know, really make his claim as a starter. You know, yes, he was the first pick in the fifth round last year, but based off talent, I think he was higher than that. Uh, he had a pretty poor junior year compared to his freshman and sophomore year before his junior year a lot of people thought he was a first or second round pick so the talent is there so it's going to be really um exciting to see what they can do with him running back wise i'm really excited to see what antonio gibson does in this offense um the way the andy reed runs in kansas city i could see him running that jared um, Jarek mckinnon rule a guy that can you know get 50 to 70 targets hopefully 100 to 125 carries um be the touchdown machine that McKinnon was for Kansas City last year. And Gibson really has not been a touchdown machine his whole career anyways. Um so I'm excited to see what he in this offense. Brian Robinson Jr. It's gonna I'm staying that thumper role. That's it is what he is. Um BNME, again would play coach for the Vikings. Adrian Peterson was there. Hopefully he can you know use him in that same ilk. Um so I think it's gonna be good for him. Obviously weapons. Uh Washington has better receivers than Kansas City. I uh, know that's kinda um crazy because Kansas City has you know a Super Bowl champion but they don't have Terry McLaurin they don't have Jahan Dotson they do not Curtis. Sam, but none of the guys on Kansas City's receiving core this year would have started over those three so I think the enemy hopefully is foaming out of the mouth to get a hold of those three receivers that can be the best wide receiver true in the NFL um, hopefully he uses the jet motions that Kansas City did with Tyreek and McCole Hardman um, with Dotson and Samuel and Terry I really expect Terry to have a really good year as long as Sam Howell's having a quality you know, year at quarterback. Jahan Dotson, I think, is a going to be the second number one receiver. He has that potential. And Curtis Samuel can hopefully be that gadget guy for uh, the enemy that he should have been here for the last couple of years that like that Tyreek and Michael Harman has played with so I'm really excited to see what they do in this offense should be nothing but success hopefully for that three and that really really talented wide receiver core um, obviously there's no Travis Kelsey on Washington there of course no way no one really can replicate him but um, Logan Thomas could be a cap casualty so I'm not really going to consider him right now again he might be back but there's no no um, sure thing they could draft Tight end, this, off, this, excuse me, this draft class is really nice, deep, tight end class. You got Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Um, you got Dalton Kincaid from Utah and Darnell Washington. Those guys are all really, really talented. First and second round players, maybe Washington takes a stab at them um, and try to replicate what Kelsey does in that offense. They also have free agents like Micah Secchi and Dalton Schultz. Um, two younger free agents and guys that have had success in the NFL. Um so why should look at those guys and maybe they but maybe the enemy likes a guy like um Imani Rogers or Cole Turner or even Curtis Hodges. So um those are three young guys all either undrafted or low drafted and then in the draft last year. But again, maybe B. Enemy has an eye on those uh, those three as well. If he's anything like Andy Reid, obviously hopefully he will tailor his offense to his players. Andy is perfect for that and is known for that. He's been really good at that his whole coaching career. So hopefully Eric Bianami um does the same thing. Obviously this offense needs an offensive line. There's no telling. Um I think that's one of the most obvious things going into this offseason. Um, they could use a new center. If Chase really can't stay healthy again, um, they need another tackle or guard depending on where they put Cosme. Uh, they could use two guards. So, again, this offensive line should be a complete overhaul this offseason. So, um, again, that, that doesn't change anything even with a new O.C. Now, I'm looking at some possible Chiefs free agents that have obviously some ties from the enemy and maybe can come over to Washington. Obviously, the big name is Orlando Brown Jr. I don't see Kansas City let him get out of the building. He's one of the top left tackles in the league. And plus Washington, I don't think gonna open the bank for a tackle like that. Um so I don't I don't really consider him a, a guy I do consider those Austin Wiley. Um he has fifty nine starts over his career. He's experienced at tackle and guard, so that's that versatile piece that Washington can go after. Um he's only twenty eight years old. He's gonna be twenty nine years this 29 years old this year. So a guy that's you know still, you know, in the prime of his career. That is someone that I can consider for this Washington offensive line, just based off his experience playing tackle and guards. That's someone I would keep an eye on. You have a reserve tight end like Blake Bell. He's not really anything special, but if you know Washington and BNB want someone that has some um, experience loss, then he could be someone they could look at as a backup tight end. Um, and then lastly, you have Jared McKinnon. Um, he had a really good year for Kansas City this year. He had 291 yards rushing. 512 yards receiving and 10 total touchdowns. He was a great piece for Kansas City. Um, I expect Kansas City trying to make a run at him and bring him back, but maybe the enemy looks at him to bring over to this Washington offense. I think Gibson can play that role. I think J.D. McKissick can play that role, but obviously J.D.'s um, playing future is up in the air. After a second straight year, he was ended with a neck injury. Um, So McKinnon is another one I could consider um, coming to Washington based off his experience with the enemy. But again, I think that role could be filled by Antonio Gibson or even off chance of J.D. McKissick. Well that, that concludes the Romano League episode. This is a huge, huge hire to get Eric Bieniemy, and a nice start to the Commanders' offseason. Hopefully, the next big move is a new owner. I think everyone in this fan base is really, really hoping for that to be the next you know, big move um, coming for Washington. In the next few weeks, I'll be diving into the Commanders' roster, free agency, and an NFL draft. You can follow me on Twitter at FLScout21, Instagram at League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.